Hey everybody, welcome back to the Alien Encounters Radio Hour. Today we will be prodding the subject of probing. Oh wait, uh, just kidding. Um, actually, oh, this is the Pack Northwest podcast where we talk about, you know, music from the Northwest, not aliens or probes or... Anyway, hey, hi, how are you? Um, we're back, here we are. Um, first things first, before we get into today's interview with Seattle band Marsalis, um, I just want to express my elation with how great Pack Northwest Fest in Portland went this past weekend. Thank you so much, so, so much to all the bands that played um, at Kelly's Olympian, Ash Street Saloon, Dante's. It was a ton of fun, um, went really well. And it was just awesome. Moon Darling from Seattle came down. Um, King Who played. Just Lions, Foxy Lemon, Arlo Indigo, Raider. Got to see them for the first time. Be on the lookout for those guys. They're going to be awesome. Uh, Skull Diver, Achilles, totally blew my mind. Um, it was a ton of fun. So thank you, thank you to everybody who came out to that, everyone who was a part of that. Zach for helping booking, Marie for holding down Dante's. Um, Yeah, it was a ton of fun, and so hopefully we'll be doing that again next year in Portland and uh, bringing that a similar event to Seattle sometime soon. So be on the lookout for those details. Yes, it was great. A couple announcements. Um, There are some cool things coming up on the horizon, one of which is the Macefield Music Festival that takes place in Ballard at the Tractor Tavern, Connor Byrne, um, another venue, and then the Macefield Main Stage. Uh, That's going to be a ton of fun this year. The lineup looks absolutely excellent. Uh, Per usual, that'll be um, September 30th through October 2nd. Again, that's in Ballard. We've got a bunch of our favorites playing Fly Moon Royalty, our buds Low Hums, Gazebo, Snuff Redux, Eric Blood, uh, Aeon Fox. It's just going to be a rad, rad time, so check that out. Uh, We're going to have more about that soon, probably do a little preview episode where we highlight um, some of our favorites and who you should check out. Um, but anyway, for more information or to get your tickets, go to MacefieldMusicFestival.com. Again, that's MacefieldMusicFestival.com. Check it out. It's going to be a good time. We're going to be out and about um, capturing great photos and just enjoying the event. So, yeah, be on the lookout for more about that. And, um Without further ado, uh, we will get into uh, my interview with Seattle band Marsalis, uh, 50% of Marsalis. A couple of the members couldn't make it, but we had a good time, uh, chatted about what's on the horizon for them, so listen in. Thanks. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Pack and Dub podcast, bringing you the very best of the Pacific Northwest music scene. I'm your host, Lacey, and I'm here today with 50% of the band, Marsalis. Um, We're going to talk about what they've been working on and what they've got coming up and looking forward to. Um, So let's get into it. Um, Yeah, do you want to just introduce yourselves and your role in the band? Sure. Um, Hello, I'm Teresa, and I play keys for Marsalis. I'm Dennis, I'm a singer and guitarist for Marsalis. Cool. And then, who are we missing today? <laughs> uh, we're missing Adam, who's our bass player, and Phil, who's our drummer. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So, um, as I understand it, you guys all come from varying music backgrounds, but you would all, um, it seemed like at some point, played together in some capacity. Um, so what was kind of the, when did the light bulb go off and you guys decided to converge and put your efforts together into one project? Um, I was doing some stuff post my um, band I was in for a, a, quite a while that, that did some things um, back in the mid-2000s, early mid-2000s, really through the whole that whole decade, and Adam played in that band with me, and then uh, upon its sort of dissolve, um, I was doing some of my own stuff, and wanted to put together a couple shows later on, and earlier on in 2014, or I think it was 2014, and so Therese and Adam... Um, agreed to back me up in one of those shows and just enjoy playing with each other and sort of uh, unearth this opportunity for us maybe to do something more significant and original um, as a new band, which um, is really how it came about. We played a couple shows and started to focus on writing our own music for just for that project, so. Cool. Yeah. yeah, so you just kind of found that you guys all clicked and made sense and just put it all together. Yep, yeah, that's absolutely. exactly how it happened. Cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, kind of in, in a similar vein, um, do you think that there's some essential core of Marsalis, like common work, work ethic or um, shared influences that uh, ma makes the group work? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we came together, like you said, from different projects and we kind of found our places in the band and what to do, what to take care of. Um, common vein, I would say, is like, let's just put good music out there, um, focus on that, and no egos, put those aside, and kind of just let's do whatever is best to make the, the best song that we feel is the best, and write good music, write good lyrics, and um, yeah. Yeah, I'm always interested in that because it seems like the bands that that really um, succeed or that people pay attention to or end up putting out really great, noteworthy music are always, you know, they've they've come from different backgrounds and tried in different projects. So I'm always curious to see what kind of, um, how they decided on the current combination and where everybody came from and how that worked out together. So that's cool. It worked out really nicely for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> music, it sounds great. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys all, it, it just meshes really well. It makes sense to me, I think. Um, so, you guys have been a band since 2014, is that right? Mm -hmm. um, and I saw you guys recently played a big uh, opening show or uh, a launch party in Vancouver. Oh. Uh, at the Roxy. Yeah, we played two shows there. So we had our, I guess you could call our... EP release party or whatever you want to call it, EP release show at the Roxy back in May, cool. and then um, we did play again this what was it this past couple weeks yeah, ago at the Roxy it, for yeah. A, yeah. a launch project at yeah. the Roxy. And then um, now you have, um, as we were talking about before, some songs that are being included in the Seattle Public Music yeah, Library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. So what would you say have been like some highlights? Just just kind of looking back over the the young career of the band thus far, some major highlights, whether it be the EP finally putting that out or um, you know a particular show. 
well, the Crocodile Show in Seattle in, in July with our friends Bonetta and Troy Field was a, it was a really good show. And we were grateful to get on that bill, and, and the, the room was packed, and just an awesome atmosphere. Great, it was a great experience. And could kind of get back for, for myself to get kind of back in the saddle again and playing the circuit in Seattle and uh, Vancouver and all that has been fun so quickly. We usually you, know, you play what, some yeah, venues that yeah, are sort of a step down, but to play the Crocodile and the Roxy and be playing internationally so quickly is is quite an accomplishment for a young band. But I mean, everybody's been working towards that and you know, getting on these these podcasts and getting some great reviews of the record. And you know, you talked about the Seattle Public the Library and music being contributing, being added to that that list. I mean, just stuff like that where um, it's different than what it used to be when I was in my old band. And, yeah. Um, it's just not the same kind of grind. It was we were out there passing out flyers at, at shows. This was back in like 2002, 2003, and it was a different kind of it was a different sort of grind to get there. And this has been much different, and it's been very quick and exciting to kind of get right back in it. So yeah, yeah, really excited about all that. All the support we've been getting has been just incredible, and we're so grateful for that. So grateful for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were kind of talking earlier a little bit, just like how the Seattle music scene is and how it's been evolving and I really think that there's a lot of people out there trying to provide resources to and realizing how important, especially with when big companies come in like Amazon or something, kind of realizing how important it is to hold on to the things that make Seattle unique and I think music is the undeniable core of Seattle and so it's cool to see um, you know, not just bands putting in that effort because they have been for a long time, um, but seeing other people kind of meet them halfway about with that. So that's cool that you guys have kind of seen the fruits of that labor there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's great. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about like the local scene in Seattle. Um, what are there any local bands that you guys are digging? recently or been into um, fun shows that you've been to recently or just bands that have been awesome to play with? Yeah, well, like Dennis said, um, we play the show at the Crocodile. Um, we were invited to play that show with Manetta and on that bill already was the Hatters, um, Joyfield, and so we were introduced to that band, started listening to their music and they're really cool. Um, Greek the Sea is also, a, oh, okay, yeah. have you heard of them? They're pretty good too. Um, yeah, there's definitely more. I just can't think of them right now, but those are the ones that's kind of in my head right now. Cool. Yeah, to. it's we're pretty. It's we're kind of getting back into it. It's kind of dipping, dipping my toe back in the pool again. Yeah. There's there are a lot of been a lot of changes. A lot of the bands that were were active yeah. back um, a few years back are are not any longer. So just kind of learning who the new people are yeah. and what people are doing. I don't feel like anything's really missed a beer. It's just a different style of music and different kind of scene, but it's still very vibrant. It's still a lot of great artistic, creative things going on and, and a lot of camaraderie and good fellowship between the musicians, which is a huge deal and it's always helpful. So yeah, Joyfield, Vendetta. I mean, there's there's the old the old guard bands that we you know I've known for years, Vendetta Red and um, people like that. The acceptance that you know I've I've been a fan of for years and you know you know sort of ships in the night crossing paths we haven't really, never really got a chance to play with them but you know we're hopeful that we can eventually maybe make it out to one of their shows or just play with them so those are small goals of ours because we respect the daylights out of what they're doing and right. how well they're 
how well they how well they've done over the years. And so I think that's that's all I really know at this point. We're still trying to discover and learn new people. Yeah, Vendetta Red used to come to uh, my hometown, Bremerton, uh, every now and then, and that was always an excellent show and a really big deal to have, mm-hmm. you know, this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Making the track across the water to yeah. little old Bremerton, so that's right. cool. Um, yeah, so um, what else? Let's see here. So I'm going to do a little change of pace. And just ask you a really juvenile, <laughs> would you rather question? <laughs> okay, yeah, I feel like these it. are always really telling, but you guys can each answer for yourselves. Um, start with you, Teresa. I try oh, to make no. it like music related, okay. also kind of bizarre. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so this is what I came up with. <laughs> would you rather? I feel like this would be hard for me to answer. Oh, great, they're would, never easy. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather? Perform on the main stage at a big festival, say like Bubbershoot or Sasquatch. Okay. But the whole band has to perform completely naked. Ooh. Or uh, play a kid's birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese's with a hangover. There's the lights, there's kids screaming. Oh man. Playing loud music, hungover. Ooh, that's gonna be an easy one for me actually, because I don't like hangovers. <laughs> And I don't like loud kids or pounding headaches, so I think I'm gonna have to say, bumper shoot, naked. I know what you got. Everyone knows what I have, so let's just do it. Hopefully, there there's go. some good exposure. Hopefully, it works for us. Yeah. And people like, but so it's no crowd. You said, or there is a crowd. There's a crowd. There is yeah. a crowd. Well, yeah, hopefully, they crowd. like what they Main see. Stage. Stage. <laughs> hopefully, they um. like what they see, and it works out for us. So I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, I guess. I guess <laughs> if you had to be naked anywhere, like an arts and music festival, would probably be the place to do it. <laughs> That's just me, though. So. All right. Got you. I I can I can care. Like, I'd just yeah. be naked. That'd be great exposure in two right. way, more ways than one, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent exposure. True. Yeah. Very true. All right. Well, I guess that wasn't <laughs> as difficult as a conundrum. And I guess the more I think about it, it's like, yeah, for sure. Just be naked. And people would be like punk rock or something. Yeah. Naked, so. I'm glad the question wasn't like, or be naked at Chuck E. Cheese with a bunch of kids. And then, no, no. Well, no. that'd be all I'm going to do. Definitely not. I'm not going to answer that question. Not good. <laughs> All right. Um, another one that I like to ask that, uh, okay, this one might be a little more difficult, um, but would you rather play, just only play live shows for the rest of your career as a band or just become a studio band, never play live again, but put out a ton of records? Go ahead, Dennis. You can answer that one first. Well, live all day. I love to play music. I don't love to be in a studio creating it. I, I love creating music and writing it, but, you know, and getting it out there and recording it and tracking it, but I want to go support it. I want to play it. I want to feel the energy of the people in the crowd reacting and responding to it. You don't feel that when people are listening to it. You get great feedback online, and that's even limited because you just don't really know what people are thinking. Um, there's nothing that replaces that feeling being on stage in front of a full crowd of people and in a venue, people that truly want to be there to watch you play, not just people that are paid to be there because they're working there. Um, there's there's nothing like that in this world. And having been played in front of thousands of people and that know your words to your songs and sing along and actually sh- went that night to watch you play and made it an effort, made an effort to do that um, and sing songs that you said you wrote on your bed, you know, thinking about some crazy story you needed to tell, put it to music and craft it. 
and then have them be singing along, or people, not just your friends, I'm talking just real fans, packed room. Um, there's nothing like that in this world outside of the birth of my daughter and marrying my wife. I don't think there's anything that can just take that, that can captivate you like that. And so that live has to happen for me. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that, you know. Um, <laughs> no, you have to. <laughs> well, you know, because the studio is great. I, that experience was awesome. You know, it's pretty chill. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of good things happen behind the scenes with that. Um, but there's nothing like that, res I don't know, that response when you're out there live. Um, people, you know, bobbing their heads to your music, actually feeling it. And it, I don't know what it does, but it does something internally that's like, oh, this is amazing, right? Mm -hmm. People are actually digging the stuff that you've created. Um, they're bobbing their heads with you. That support um, definitely pulls some type of like heartstrings or something. But that that response is is awesome. So yeah. I, I I'd have to say live as well. Yeah, cool. That's yeah, definitely being up there with your bandmates and doing that. It's, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Well, and to see kind of like something that you. tracking the new EP so we're uh, moving forward on that and want to be able to put new content out there um, not, not too much longer from now so cool. fun we'll be on the lookout for that for sure you keep us in the loop and almost definitely let people know um, anything else you guys want to talk about soon to get movies later <laughs> just gonna go see Barn my oh, wonderful bride she's she planned a pretty awesome evening, but I was wasn't feeling so great, so I wasn't able to go. But I really wish I would have gone. First, a really good movie, and I love those Bourne movies. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Movies, so. <laughs> the last movie, Matt yeah, Matt Damon. <laughs> I love Matt Damon. He's great. He's excellent. <laughs> yeah. The last movie I saw was um, Are you gonna don't laugh? It's um, Finding Dory with my two nieces and oh is it yeah. oh my gosh I was kind of like oh I'm gonna wa take my nieces to watch Finding Dory uh, we'll see That's if I like, like it but it was good and I, I think my little niece looked at me when I was crying was like <laughs> looking at me like oh auntie don't cry I oh I I didn't have to say that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was crying it was 
good movie. Go watch it. Yeah. Well, they know how to get that. you in those movies. They really so do. So good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. The yeah, Disney movies are great. That's sure. all I watch anymore is Disney. <laughs> lots and lots of Disney. <laughs> well, little Rhea probably loves it. Gosh, everything. Zootopia was the one before that. I oh my gosh, Zootopia was awesome. It's a pretty I good love movie, actually. I was it. pretty surprised with some of the angles. Yeah, Jason Bateman. Yeah, I know. It was pretty. It was a pretty clever movie. Honestly. Disney movies are, are a little bit. They're, they're tongue in cheek sometimes too. Yeah, they really definitely put stuff in there for the, the, the adults. adults. Yeah. That are being dragged along. With yeah. Them, so. Yeah. No, those are pretty. Nothing, those are fun movies to watch. Yeah. Nothing beats the old Disney though, with Aladdin and the musicals and the songs, the great songs. I, yeah. I'm really hoping they get back into that. Like. I know Frozen was one of them, but... Yeah, I was going to say Frozen. I never saw that. Oh, no? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I've seen it. 18,000 times. 18, times yeah. Every other week I see it, so... My daughter loves that movie. Yeah. She's factuated with it. Well, that's a message to Disney, then. Marsalis and Pac Northwest wants a musical. ASAP. Yeah. Get it done, please. And you guys... <laughs> As we a love story. Hey, let's do hey, it. That's the good licensing money right there. I don't want to buy it. I'll take it. <laughs> Alright, cool. Well, thanks for stopping by. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thanks Sorry for this, traffic too. Was yeah, it's away. okay. You know, I get it. It's the Hawks. Go yeah. Hawks. Go Hawks. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Well, thanks a lot, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Translate